Back at it again. Again. What's going on, man? Shit. 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 We're, we're just telling a story at the end of the day. You can enjoy a fully clothed, <laughs> totally platonic cuddle session. Not sure, Not uh, sure. what we're doing. <laughs> are, but they, are these lines safe? Yeah, we, we can literally say anything we want. Talk mad shit. Please continue to follow us. Um, you yeah. can find us on all social medias. Uh, all social medias. All social medias. All yeah. podcasts. Uh, Everywhere that you could listen to a podcast, we're pretty much there. <laughs> rolling now rolling now <laughs> we are legitimately rolling now on both devices on both devices what up man what's going on buddy oh nothing man i was uh i'm actually whooped dude my fucking back is killing me because i uh i literally i think i said it last episode but i i'll get into it more so i'm going okay I don't really want to invite anybody to my house at this point. Like, as far as I don't want to hire somebody to come out and, you know, help me do yard work and shit because of the social distancing. So I was like, I'll just get dirty and do it myself. So I'm grabbing, like, every shovel that was, like, left here when we bought the house. And I'm like, this looks pretty old. And this definitely got rained on. So if I push too hard, it's going to crack. Well, I, I got what I, you know, figured would be the correct tool for the job. And I'm starting to dig bushes up. I've never, like, uprooted anything that shit was brutal. I'm not like a big dude anyway, but trying to like kick the shovel in the dirt and like uproot the fucking, I've never used muscles in my back like that before. So I think like after this episode, just sitting here for this long, I'm going to be fucking hurting <laughs> something, something fierce. You're going to go like, <laughs> a hot, like a hot bath and like bubbles, bubbles and <laughs> fucking sit there and I, like I don't cry for an hour. It's possible. I just, it's one of those things, like, it's been a long time since I've worked out, but I do remember when I used to work out, that first day of workout, you're like, oh, I'll go a little bit harder, because you're not sore yet, and you don't know what the fuck you're going to feel like, and the next day, you're just like, oh, no, I've chosen poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking hurt. <laughs> That's probably what, so that was my day, basically, and it was gorgeous out. I mean, it's kind of weird, like, because the neighbors were all doing their yard, and it's like, this quarantine thing, man, everybody's kind of taking care of their shit, and like, their houses all look nice, and everybody's kind of like, hey, what's going on, neighbor? Fairly friendly. Dude was like, you want to bar- borrow my chainsaw? I was like, "Not, no, dude, I don't, but thank you. <laughs> you know? Nah, nah I'm I was, good. I was like, damn, I kind of like forgot about everything that was going on in the world for a little while where we were just outside like doing yard work. <laughs> yeah, so I take my kid for a walk every day. Um, we, do like, we do like a two-mile walk, mile-and-a-half, two-mile walk, and I see, like, because I go out at the same time, so I see the same people every day. And, like, everybody just kind of, like, waves at each other. Like, it's all very, you know. Edward Scissorhands. And, and, you know, uh, fucking could be out of, like, one of those, like, 1940, like, 50s paintings of, like, you know, neighborhoods yeah, in like, America. Like the Truman Show, dude. Yeah. Like everybody's like, like, hey, howdy, neighbor. 
Uh, so like, did, did, when people when you go out and shit, like, is everybody kind of keeping their their distance? Like, do you go to the park and shit, and people are. I don't know. Like, are they being? Park. Park? I don't go to the okay. park, bro. Right. Like I walk around my neighborhood. Like, like I know, like I've got a certain path that I take, and it, you know, I do it, that every day. I know exactly how how far that is. Um, for the most part, like people are giving, you know, people give space. Like so, basically, like when you, when you're walking, like the kid, like I I keep the kid in the stroller just to get him out, get him some fresh air, and then we let him right. play in the backyard. Uh, to burn off energy, you know what I'm saying? So, right, like, right. if if I come across somebody else that's walking or doing whatever, like, I usually, like, pull up into, the, like, a driveway and kind of stand and let them pass, or I get out in the street and just keep walking uh, right. and give them, their, give them their space. But for the most part, I haven't had anybody, like, try to, like, come up and talk, you know? Okay, cool. I was, I was kind of wondered. I was like, yeah, we've just stayed in our yard for the most part. But I've seen a lot of people out. Like, I see joggers, and it's like there's, you know, three of them running together. And I'm like, y'all better live in the same fucking house. That, that's all I'm in my mind. That's all I'm thinking. So I was just curious if people were being, like, respectful in general. I mean, I mean, then it, they, they see you, and they're like, I'm, I'm going to fucking go to the other side of the street. Look at this fucking bearded fucking man, bastard. My basic... <laughs> Like, my basic, like, look is, you know, <laughs> enough of a deterrent most of the time that people don't generally tend to, they don't, I mean, even when it's not a national crisis, people don't generally want, like, they don't see me and go, hey, that's the guy I'm going to talk to. You know? uh, I usually have to, like, start a conversation that people are like, oh, you're not a horribly evil looking son of a bitch. You just... Well, you're, you're nice. evil looking, but you're actually a nicer person. <laughs> um, right, that's funny. But I, I will, like say, I will say that like one benefit of uh, the quarantine and like, and I have been eating better since quarantine and stuff like that. But like, dude, I'm yeah, down dude. like I'm down like 17 pounds. Damn, since, nice man. You know, like I, I mean, I, I quit drinking sodas and I quit eating sugar for the most part and Dude, sugar man it's it, yeah i went through that it, it's so much it, it, that's actually not that easy to do man like for me it wasn't sugar like i've got a sweet tooth and i'm always like damn dude a lot of shit that i eat has sugar like but if you get like hardcore like bread i'm like come on dude like so that that's a hard-ass diet but yeah just be basically making your own food not eating out it's way healthier yeah well, we didn't really eat out much, man. That was the thing. It was like, dude, I was the biggest I've ever been before quarantine started or whatever. And, dude, like, I like I knew that, like, I was going to have to, like, take some steps. Like, I was like, all right, man, I can't get any bigger than this. Like, I need to, like, fucking fix some shit. But we ate at home all the time. So it was really, like, dude, it was, like, soda and ice cream and dumb shit like that. And ice cream, I got to have something. I got to have something sweet. Well, like, dude, it was my, and it was also like legitimately like zero movement. Like it was, I would like, I would take the steps at work, but like, I never, like I don't smoke anymore. So I take the steps up 
and then I'd take the steps down and that, then I'd walk to my car and then I'd walk out, you know, like, you know, that it was very That's minimal it. amount of like e exercise exertion. And right. so now like, you know, walking like two miles a day, sometimes I do that loop and sometimes I do that twice that day. So like, you know, four or five miles a day and then Dude, just like, zero sugar. Well, I, I won't say zero sugar because I'll eat bread. Like I don't eat like bread, bread. I, I'll, I'll eat like a f tortilla, like or whatever. But I try, I've tried to like cut out all that shit, man. And damn, good for you, man. It's been working, you, dude. You yeah, lose yeah. seventeen pounds, you're gonna fucking blow away in the wind. Like, <laughs> well, and that's that's the difference, man. Like you're you're a big dude anyway, so like it you don't look. Like, 17 pounds to you, you'll notice it, you know what I'm saying? But to me, I don't – if you gain 17 pounds, I'm not going to be like, yo, dude, like, you're getting big because you're you're a big dude. Like, anyway, like, if you were skinny, it'd be real weird. I'm a little dude, and so when I gain 17 pounds, it's only my belly, and that's, like, a skinny dude with a belly, which is not a good look. At least yeah. you're, like, a big dude, like, big shoulders tall and shit. Like, <laughs> you can put on weight, and it, like, you just look like a big dude with a big old beard and shit. I'm like – I don't look good with fucking extra weight. <laughs> it's yeah. odd. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, do I do have, like, kind of that frame of, like, like, I got a barrel chest, and, you know, <laughs> I can carry weight a little better than, I guess, some, but, yeah. you know, I, like, I've seen myself kind of, like, going up the the weight chart, and it's been driving me bonkers. So, and I, so I knew that like some shit had to change, but like, it was like a new job and a bunch of shit going on. Like everybody, you know, I was doing the same thing everybody does where it's like, oh, I got to make excuses. So like yeah. when, it, like when, like we got locked down in quarantine, like I was like, all right, man, I can't like, I can't just keep chugging soda and eating ice cream or I'm going to be fucking 350 pounds in by the time they open the doors and shit. Well, yeah, with quickness. There's nothing to do if you're sitting around just eating. Yeah, you're fucked, dude. Like, this is, like, blessing in disguise. You know, I think I say that a lot, but it, this is for real. Like, there's this is an opportunity to fucking make up some time, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, do some shit, uh, you know, whatever that may be to take care of yourself or get mentally right or whatever the fuck it is that you got to do. At least we have time to do it right now. So look at the bright side of shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I get to so spend good, time good, with you, dude. I get to spend time with my wife and my kid, man, and that's that to me right there is, yeah, that's fucking amazing. So I'm happy. It is, about man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So well, right on, man. Well, hey, if you guys like uh, listening to Shep and I talk about our weight issues and fucking what we do <laughs> during quarantine, tune in because uh, we're we're gonna be stuck inside for a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, you can check us out on social media if you want to comment and if you want to say what's up to us. Uh, our Facebook and our Instagram is – hit them up. Based on True Events Podcast. That's right. And, and on, on Twitter. Twitter uh, on the Twitter, we are Podcast Boat, B-O-T-E. That's right. We've got a YouTube channel where our uh, episodes are posted, and hopefully we'll get some video up real soon. Uh, and that is uh, Based on True Events Podcast, colon, Boat. Nailed it that time, dude. I knew I knew I had it. If you're not on the social media, man, uh, hit us up at the Gmail. Based on true events, podcast at gmail.com. Boom. That's right. We still got the uh, – I'm rocking the shirt. 
Um, people are going to think that fucking I just wear this all the time now since it's like back to back episodes where I'm <laughs> we're wearing the same shit. Uh, but yeah, we got the I wrote for both thing going. So uh, hit us up with suggestions. We'll pick our favorite and then we'll send the uh, winner a free shirt. That's right. Every every month. Every what month. else we got going on? Uh, last thing we got going on is the uh, the field trip episode, which has been postponed due to yeah, yeah. Uh, the quarantine. So uh, eventually, yeah. we will make it to Waverly. The uh, the yeah, pick of, the pick of the litter, so to speak. That's right. You guys voted, and uh, we're gonna go. And as soon as they uh, let us out, and it's well, technically, as soon as it's safe to go out. I wish they fucking wouldn't let us out and they quarantined everybody. But as soon as we are able to safely go out, we're gonna we're gonna go to Waverly and fucking uh, party. <laughs> party, yeah. Oh, party. The way we party anymore, <laughs> we yeah, don't party. So I'm, we're gonna go have a spooky good time. I'll have a cup of coffee black. That, that's my uh, that's my party uh, these days. Give me two sugars. I'm getting rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, keep the suggestions coming, man. We're we're having a, a great time uh, fucking listening to the suggestions, reading them, and then hopefully actually doing episodes off of those suggestions. We try to knock out as many as possible. I think we've been doing pretty good, though, because we got a lot of them coming in, so I enjoy that. But uh, tonight is your episode, and I have no idea if you're doing the fucking suggestion or what. Audible, my list. I'm actually not. This is, this is two weeks in a row that I'm, like, I'm not doing a suggestion. Uh, actually, maybe maybe more than that. It's not because there's not good suggestions out there. It's just this one kind of like kind of spoke to me. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do this story. It's kind of up my alley. Um, it's one that I can kind of oh. bitch about a little bit. Uh, so I'm doing, uh, and I'm going to butcher this once, and I'm not going to call it this after this, but have you heard <laughs> of the Dietolov Pass incident? No, no fucking clue. No, I have not. It's, okay, it's also been called the Devil's Pass. Maybe. Okay, so this is actually a, this is actually a fairly famous incident. It happened in Russia, um, and basically, is it a location? huh? Is, is that a location? The Devil's Pass? Is this a, is this the a place? Devil's Pass? Okay. So the Dietolov Pass is basically the an area named for where this happened. Okay. So, but it, it happened in Russia in the Urals Mountains range area, which is basically like a, 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 another way of saying like, so this mountain range basically goes from Kazakhstan through Russia from south to north. And so it's Kazakhstan. It's, I like. I like I like uh, you. Sorry. I like you very much. Sorry. But, yeah. um, so the, this all started in uh late January of nineteen fifty nine. Um, and it's the story of nine Russian hikers who died in the mountains uh, of Russia, and no one's Damn. been able to figure out how the fuck, like, what the fuck killed them. So it's a, All right. it's a murder mystery story. Unsolved. 
All right. Unsolved Sweet. Russian murder mystery. Well, good. I don't know shit about this, so I'm going to sit back and uh, fucking learn. So, so I'll kind of I'll kind of preface the story a little bit, kind of like set the stage, and then we're kind of kind of gonna kind of go talk about like people's questions, why this is even a, a story that anybody gives a shit about. Um, I'd obviously heard of this story previous to doing this episode, um, and I've actually I've known about this story for years and years and years. But the reason that I chose to do this story is because I found out some new information about this story that I didn't know previously, and so I thought it would be good to tell the story with that new information. Okay. So anyway, in early Jan- or in late January of 1959. A group of nine students from the local university, it's called Ural Polytechnic Institute, uh, decided they were, it was actually 10 of them, uh, decided that they were going to go on this hike, hiking and cross-country skiing trip into the mountains. It was college kids, so like, huh? like 20s, like college kids like 20s and shit like age yeah, wise they're like, all like in their 20s 21 yeah. 23 i think is the oldest uh of the per- yeah. all right. uh okay actually I, I take that back 24 was the oldest um person that that went oh actually no 38 was the oldest uh but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but a vast majority of them were all in their 20s like that um, one, that one, he was like, oh, well, I'm going to go back to college, I guess, like 10 years later. Yeah, I don't, he, he wasn't the professor. Okay, so the Dalatol, Dietolov Pass, what it's, what it's named pass. after, that's actually the last name of the dude who had put the trip together. He was like the, the trip leader or whatever. So it's not actually the name of the area. It's na- The incident is named after... Igor Dietolov, um, who was the guy who organized the group and took them on the trip. All right. And then what, like, the stories just kind of spread and then the media called it Devil's Pass? Like, just kind of like, that's what... It's easier or that was, It's easier to say if you're an American. It's yeah, easier right. to say Devil's <laughs> Pass. But, and Devil's you know, pass. They made, I think they've made, a, they've made documentaries about it. They've made movies about it. Working on a movie right. right now. Okay, so right. I'll set the premise. So th- this group of ten people go to this like little like remote town, basically like load up on supplies and shit. They they t- they the ten of them got hopped on a train, got to this little town. Um, they then hired a truck to kind of take them even farther into uh, the mountains and then drop them off. They had supplies. They had everything that they would need for basically a camping trip. And they were basically like, we will meet you back here on this date to basically get a truck ride home. And ride home. Yeah. yeah. So right. it, it was, it was not a secret trip by any means. So like, you know, this was well-planned. There are a bunch of college kids just going out in the woods to go hiking in Russia. Um, right, so that, that it was it was a pleasure trip. It wasn't like a yeah. It wasn't like scientific based. It wasn't like right, a, right, right. it wasn't like a school oh, activity really. It was just a bunch of friends going out in the woods to go camping and cross country skiing, basically. So the they 
in late January, they get dropped off by this truck and they start going, they start camping, all of them. And a lot of this information came from the diaries of the people that had been on the camping trip um, that were found after all this stuff Ooh. went down. So, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's, that's so spooky to me. Like anytime that there's like a diary or like the whole like found footage concept or that, that idea of like what happened to the person through their words or, or you know, that's always so spooky to me. Right. You know, it's like, Oh man. So sorry, I just had to. Oh no, no, that that's where we get found footage. The idea of found footage movies from is, is this kind of right. stuff. So basically the, the argument of when the people actually died is uh, between the first or the second of February um, because of the, the last journal entry that was found. Um, So it started off as 10 when they got to the last town, one of the guys decided he was going to turn back. Um, He actually left the uh, expedition due to illness um, and he lived to uh, the age of 75. He actually died in uh, 2013. Um, but Damn, it was so said he, that he yeah, just he went ba- back. Like he was like, dude, I like he had like a congenital heart condition, and I guess he wasn't feeling well. So he was like, look, dude, you guys go go ahead and go camping. I'm not feeling it. I'm gonna go home. So he like turned around and went home. Wow, based on, and I don't know the ending or what happens or anything, but, like, good, fucking good, good choice, dude. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Yeah. So, okay. so, um, so basically, uh, the, these nine people, they're trekking out into the, into the wilderness, and then one night, whether it be February 1st or February 2nd, um, the nine of them, proceeded to burst through their tents and run out into the snow in various means or in various states of disarray and lack of clothing. Um, when the bodies were, yeah, when, so, so when the search team went out after them, they found that the, basically the campsite um, where it was shown that the, the people had, had actually ripped their way out of the tents. Um, and so there was actually uh, of the, of the six, or I mean of the nine, six of them died from hypothermia and the other three died from physical trauma, serious physical trauma. Um, one of so one victim had one, had one victim had a fractured skull. Two of the others had major chest fractures. Um, one of the bodies was missing both of its eyes. One of the victims was missing a tongue. Um, yeah, and so here's the here's the here's the here's the winner. So the medical examiner who ended up investigating this situation refused to put a cause of death on here other than saying in quotation a compelling natural force had caused the deaths now (laughs) basically it means that the medical examiner was not willing to say that 
one thing or another killed these people. Um, so the one victim who had the fractured skull, um, many say that the, the fracture was not, was probably not bad enough to have actually killed him, but he ended up actually dying of hypothermia as well. Um, but somebody or something clubbed him in the head. I've well, got so, so many questions already. I'm, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you get through this. Sorry. So here's, here's the way we're going to go. We here's how we're going to tell this story. Um, <laughs> so basically some of the uh, possible reasons that have been given throughout the, the 60 plus years of this being a cold case, um, none of them have ever been proven as correct. Um, so we have everything from an avalanche to an animal attack, military experiments, microburst wind pockets, uh, mania brought on by um, cold weather. And hold on, what, what was the wind pocket? What? Microburst Micro wind pocket. Look at that. Basically, uh, like 70, 80 mile an hour wind blows and basically just wind pocket in a, in a mountain. Yeah, okay, like okay. Um, then picture then, out. Then you get to the, then you get to where this story came into play in the first time I ever heard of it. Aliens or yeah. the Yeti? Oh, come on, really? <laughs> yeah. These are all supplied theories as to what actually happened to these nine these nine hikers. Okay. So, aliens or the Yeti? <laughs> aliens or the Yeti? Now, here's the reason why people say Yeti, aliens, those kind of things, military experiments, those types of things. There was never shown in the search, the search crew that went out there showed no entry tracks from human or animal into the campsite. Okay, so you just have nine people who, in their diaries, everything's fine. They got a little turned around one day, kind of came back to this one spot, made camp, and they were going to go back out the next day. This is the last camp entry. So there's no tracks in, no sign of a struggle, like, like no blood, no anything in the actual campsite. It's just Head nine motherfuckers ripped their way out of their tents and ran in different fucking directions. Uh, One of them ended up with a head injury. Two of the other ones ended up with massive chest wounds that killed them. And then the eyeballs were taken out? Okay, so the eyeballs and the tongue. Oh, the those, tongue too. Those situations, they can't say that that, that was not actually an animal scavenging After. the body they just That's, okay when they were found this was the this was the condition of the body okay yeah, i got it, I got it. um okay. so the reason that the reason i'm telling this story is because this one always shows up on the fucking ancient alien shit and <laughs> like so i mean for for kind of kind of a long time i was like oh man that 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 is pretty fucking weird story, man. Like there's no tracks in, you know, all we have is these, these people that, that are, you know, 
basically freak out and go running off into the fucking woods. Right. And two, like two of them were found underneath a tree with a makeshift fire that they had tried to make. And they were both sitting there in their underwear and they froze to death under this tree. Um, you do have to realize that the area that they were in, I mean, I'm, I feel stupid even having to say this, but it was Northern fucking Russia. So it was sub zero temperatures. Um, so there's snow and ice everywhere. That's why they can right. tell whether there are tra tracks in tracks out. Right. 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 Okay. So, Man. uh, Basically, it was kind of proven that it's probably not an avalanche because there were snow drifts that were kind of covering the campsite, but it wasn't avalanche worthy of, you know, hey. Well, shit would be buried. I mean, you could tell that there was an avalanche based on the depth of underneath the, the snow, I'm assuming. Right, right. I mean. It was kind of proven that it wasn't an animal attack because there's no like blood like like there wasn't you know well, not only that not only that but dude if they all freaked out and and they were in their own tents and they all busted out they didn't use the fucking zipper to get out of the tent they freaked out ripped the tent that means that there would have had to have been an animal in every single tent right at the same time so no that that one doesn't play and I've, I've been camping and like, if I've ever needed to get out of the cat and the tent for any reason, I always go through the zipper. Like I'm going to go through the flap. I'm going to go through the flap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, so the, this is right. why the fucking ancient alien people get all hot and bothered by this story is because right. there's no tracks in can't explain why these people freak the fuck out. Okay. So, sounds like an interesting cold case. Why, why are we talking about it now? Okay. So, okay. this is the piece of the story that... Uh, oh, I, one thing I think I'm, I'm, I will be remiss if I don't say. Um, so, the chest wounds, okay? The two chest wounds. Massive enough to destroy all the bones and shit and basically kill two of them. Uh, never been explained. Um, and the reason that that, it, like that to me was always kind of like, well, who gives a shit? Like, you know, massive chest wound is, you know, whatever, like that could be a fall or whatever. But the reason that that's important right. is that the bones and the, the organs and shit that were destroyed, there was no like surface, Paint, like like bruises, no cuts, like things like that, of like Internal an impact. Basically, like had an impact happened, it it would say that okay, there's there would be bruising, that you know this yeah. and that. Okay, so he, uh, that I had to tell that part before I just went on well, to the yeah. next. Okay, yeah, so, because, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the bit about this story that no one tells you is when they stopped before the camping trip, before they got on the truck, there is a group of indigenous people that live in the, the area and they're called the Mansi. The like yeah, it's a, it's a tribe of people that live up there. 
Um, and basically, the the Mansi, um, they basically are hunters, foragers, as you would have to do in sub-zero temperatures up in, in the remote areas of, but they're basically like the Inuit of Canada. Okay. Um, so when they were loading up the trucks to basically go out to where they were going to start hiking and stuff back on the 25th of January, um, apparently the leader of the camping trip had gotten into it pretty severely with the local leader of the Mansi tribe. This oh, is shit. what you don't hear about. I didn't, I, I'd known about this story for years and years and years. I'd never heard of this part this part of the story right so apparently in one of the in one of the diaries a day before a day to two days before the people ended up dead they had basically run into a tribe member from the mansi out in the snow out on one of their hikes and another altercation apparently had taken place. Uh, this was listed in one of the one of the diaries of one of the people who had died. Um, now, traditionally, the Mansi people, the indigenous people there, had always kind of been cleared of any any of wrongdoing in this incident because they're supposed to be traditionally peaceful, non-confrontational people. But you already have one report of this not being truthful when they're in the right. town. Now, the other bit of this story is, okay, so you don't have any tracks in, you don't have any tracks out, you only have the tracks out, right? Right. These people who live there are very skilled hunters and trackers. Okay. So they could probably cover up their tracks. They could probably cover up their tracks. And there's also a lot of damage to the tent that they, these people were in. There's no, no real telling. Like, they could have tossed boulders or, like, heavy rocks into the fucking tents and made oh, all sorts right. of ruckus to scare the fuck out of the people. Like, somebody gets hit in the head, fractured skull, they're running scared for their lives and then they just pick them off one at a time while they're out right. in the woods. And they, they didn't kill all nine. They only killed, supposedly only killed two or three of them. Right. Uh, and if they were, and I don't know if you want me to give my theory now, but it just popped in my head because of what you just said. But if they have, you know, I'm assuming, you know, knives, spears, whatever of some sort, they could have, cut the tent open from the outside and that's why that was their exit because they had actually cut it open and so that's where they jumped out of the, the tent. So everyone who's always told me like or not told me but like everyone who tells this story always says that they came busting out of the tents right? right? So I don't know how easily that is for somebody to prove Right. Um, I also don't that's, know how easy Sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I mean, I just don't know how you can say one is a burst in and one is a burst out right? Uh, kind of situation. Right. 
Right. I, I don't know why that stuck in my head so much, except for the the fact that that's the one thing that I'm like, well, how would they get out of the tent list, you know? But so that's why right. I, I was like, yeah, somebody somebody was coming in after them, and that's Pence. Right. So, right. so <clears throat> the other thing is the chest trauma, right? So. Yeah. One of the people with the chest trauma, he was also the one missing the eyes. Okay. Um, the other one, uh, you know, they say like fatal skull injury, but it's like, I mean, you know, other doctors have kind of come out and said, eh, well, we don't know if that was really bad enough for, you know, right. it to actually kill him. Um, but the other ones were just, you know, basically the six of them fucking scattered off into the fucking woods and froze to death. And um, so I know that you can crush a human's chest, um, in a way that they actually did back in the 1600s and 1700s. It was a form of torture, but you basically, you take like a slab and place it over the chest and then add weight instead of an so impact trauma. Inside, uh, so instead of an impact, it's a crush and uh, it won't show as much external damage. Right, 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 right. And mm as a fairly primitive group of hunter gatherers living in the past, they would have access to some of these local air, you know, some of these local uh, towns and stuff, but they would use fairly primitive methods of hunting and gathering homes, things like that. And they would know how to do certain things to preserve not only their meat, but, you know, to, you know, to kill or hunt other animals. So, um, the idea that the medical examiner not coming out and saying, Hey, uh, this is a, a naturally compelling force that had killed these people. Um, I think was really his way of trying to save that indigenous population. Because if you come out and you say that this group had killed these hikers, then you're going to have everyone, especially in the 1959, you're going to have military showing up there and just killing their whole way of life. Fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that so, everything. Oh. I had always, always, always heard that this this is like a paranormal wet dream for <laughs> so many reasons, like the unexplained aspects of it. But when you have the chief investigators and the medical examiners all local, all of right. them may have friends, family member that are, have intertwined with the, this Mansi population. Mm. Um, you know, 
I, I don't feel like it's that much of a reach for them to say, you know what, maybe we're going to leave this out of the story. Maybe we're not going to yeah. tell this part of the story. And the fact that I had, in all the times I'd heard this story told by like History Channel, Ancient Aliens, whomever, I'd never once heard about the altercation in the town with a tribe of people that live in the area. And then this other piece of information that came out of one of the diaries of the people that were killed saying that there was another altercation with this group while they're out on the hike. Right. Huh. So, well, dude, it, that that changed, like, so for me, this is the first time hearing the story, so I'm already going, okay, I've got some theories, and then you tell me about the Mansies, and I'm like, oh, my theories just changed completely. It's kind of a big fucking part of the story. Like, you know what I mean? It, 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 it really, well, okay, so I don't want to steal your thunder. Do you have an opinion on this? I mean, is this your, your, your theory, is that it's the Mansies, or do you want to give your, well, so, or whatever? <laughs> a lot of people have worked on this the story and the actual, the idea that it is the Mansi has been basically discounted repeatedly, so to speak. But, um, so cause there's, for many years, this has been the topic of documentaries. Um, it's also been, you know, books have been written on it. Many like medical examiners, caseworkers, uh, forensic pathologists, tons of people have worked on this case. And so basically like, you know, there's, there's one thing that, that's kind of been said about the various states of undress that people were found in is like, you know, some people say have come out and said like, so if, if you're, if you're suffering from hypothermia, um, your body goes through the, your brain kind of tricks your body a little bit and it, te- right. it thinks that it's hot. So it starts undressing. Um, and so yeah, yeah. If, if they were the, if the people were like, man, it's, it's hot as fuck in this tent. Like I've got to get the fuck out of here and stripped off their clothes and just ran out into the fucking woods. Right. You know, then froze to death. That that's been like one theory, but that doesn't really open up the door for like where was the where did this one dude's head injury come from? Where did these other two end up with the the massive chest wounds that ended up killing them? Um, So there's always been the argument that there military there was military tests that were going on, um, and that there the the Russians were had spent time working on a version of what's called a parachute mine. And it's basically, uh, they would parachute mines, explosive devices into areas and and test to see how, you know, if this was a viable way of, of, uh, you know, basically killing people. And so that, so that this story was, uh, Basically, like, hey, these people got were in the wrong place at the wrong time, whether it was crafted or not, and then they just cook up this whole story um, to kind of cover it up and leave question marks. That that one to me is a little. That one's always been loose. 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, they're the, dropping mines and they'd be exploding. I don't know. Right, the cat the catabatic winds, which is basically the microburst wind thing. Um, in 2019, a Swedish-Russian expedition uh, was made to the site, and after the investigation proposed that a violent wind was the likely explanation of the incident, um, they're rare, but they are extremely violent. Um, and basically, they they used a situation that had happened in Sweden is kind of their, their reason for thinking this. Um, and then you basically, you take this horribly violent wind, um, that would have given the impact to the two chests, uh, and the, and the head injury. And then it also would, uh, account for the devastation at the campsite. Uh, and the reason that these people were scattering off into the, into the woods, I mean, I can't really argue that that's incorrect. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about, you know, strong winds to fucking yeah. to, to disprove that or dis, you know to argue against that. But seems seems a a little loose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It, it's loose. <laughs> it, you know, the the other part of that uh, theory is that the high winds blew one member away and the other members left to attempt to rescue but as most of the group were experienced hikers um they wouldn't have behaved in a manner that said hey i'm gonna run out in my underwear to go try to save bill like i'm gonna put some fucking yeah. boots on i'm gonna uh, put my jacket on i'm gonna, go I'm gonna throw a jacket on here right um you know so well, there's experienced there's hikers don't don't normally panic if they're truly experienced you know what i mean like normal panic due to weather or whatever cold you know they don't panic that's that's a big part of obviously if they were going out to this remote mountain hike or whatever they, they know what the hell they're doing right you know what i mean right um so. there's a, there's another theory uh that it's called infrasound uh testing that basically the russian military used a, a form of sound wave uh, which can induce panic uh, on the mind of the person who is receiving this low frequency, uh, basically sound wave, uh, and it would can cause people to panic, um, to to you know have primal urges of fear and uh would result in the injuries and people again to me i i'm yeah. not putting past the russian military to be doing some shit it just it sounds too loose doesn't make much sense to yeah. me like this um, is their testing site like i'm sure they know that those those people live up there the the mancies or whatever so i doubt they'd be testing in their backyard well, but if you're going to be testing on shit, you're going to test on the Mansi. You're not going to test on right. nine fucking campers that have family well, right. and friends that are going to come looking for them and then investigate a crime scene. You're going to you're going to attack the local population that doesn't have much connection. Right. You're gonna, you're, so the, the theory is that it's an intentional attack or test on these people versus like, oh, they were testing in the area. And those people happened to be there and they didn't realize. Okay. Yeah. So I, my brain went a different route. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so some, and one of the, so 
this is basically how they've kind of discredited or deemed some of these very on some of these answers unlikely. Um, so the animal attack one, um, they were attacked and chased by animal wildlife. There were no animal tracks. Um, and the group would not have abandoned the relative security of the tent. Um, right. You know, I, I think that that one is a decent enough answer to also cover the Yeti and get rid of the fucking Bigfoot in the snow side, side of this argument. Um, you, you already know well, my Yeti opinions are- on the Bigfoot. Uh, if and you don't, go back and listen to our Bigfoot episode. I am not a fan or a believer. Believer, yeah. Well, um, yeah, right. So I, that right there is exactly... Listen to the episode. Uh, they haven't ever found one dead. And so that motherfucker doesn't exist, and so therefore that rules out the Yeti. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Uh, you know, the, the high winds uh, blew one member away. Like, there's that. I told, I already said that part. Like, you know, they're, they're experienced yeah. hikers. They're not going to fucking freak out about some shit like that. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to get dressed and then we're going to go get Bill. And they're going to leave yeah. people at the camp. They would have left people at the camp to say, hey, uh, Jim and S- Sally went to go get Igor, you know, whatever the fuck it is, but they're going to leave <laughs> some people behind. And I like how it's like Jim and Sally and Igor. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. But the, the point is they're not going to burst out of their fucking tent. You right. know what I'm saying? To go get somebody. Yeah. And then uh, everybody freezes to death. Like, doesn't make any sense. It. I forgot my scrub of pants. Um, so here's an interesting one. Uh, an argument of a possible romantic encounter, encounter in one of the tents that left some of them partially clothed led to a violent dispute. Uh, this was discredited um, as that is highly implausible by all indications. The group was largely harmonious and sexual tension was confined to platonic flirtation and crushes. There were no drugs present and the only alcohol was a small flask of medicinal alcohol found intact at the scene. The group had never had sworn off cigarettes for the expedition. Furthermore, a fight could not have left the massive injuries found to the one body, to the ones that bodies had suffered. I don't know, man. So, if they're all having nick fits, dude. <laughs> they're all having massive nick fits, losing their shit. I mean, <laughs> I, I've seen people lose their shit, but whatever. Yeah. So it's exciting, um, right? The. the to me, the most plausible piece of evidence here is the diaries of yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah. And in the diaries, they had an altercation with a tribes member of the Mansi. Later yeah. on, they ran into the same group of people out in the woods and had another altercation. Makes sense that the medical examiner and the people investigating this situation to preserve the tribe and to preserve the lives of countless people living up there would decide to leave this as an unsolved case with question marks as opposed to damning this entire community for what happened. Dude, it's, it's, I mean, yeah. It's the strongest argument. 
<laughs> and I mean, By there's far. definitely, so the, the argument against it is, um, the, just basically that the local tribesmen were known as peaceful and there were no tracks track evidence of anyone approaching the tent. I know that in the United States, when native Americans would track and hunt their, their animals, they would do a really good job of covering their tracks right. because if we can find their tracks, animals can find their tracks and they're going to stay yeah. away from the areas where animal, th this is what these people do. They, tr they track and hunt animals. So experienced, experienced hunters, trackers and cover uppers of tracks. However you say yeah. that. Oh yeah, dude. So I was Googling cause it all of a sudden I'm like, this sounds so familiar, but it, there, it, there's a movie called devil's pass. Yeah. And I had, I had watched it, but I watched a synopsis and a preview on it like a couple months ago. And I was like, that's why this is all of a sudden coming back to me. All right. So, so you, you're, you're, if you had to vote on one, if your opinion is, is the Mancy's basically came back and wiped them out. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, okay. you know, it's like the same scene from every like camping horror film where the fucking townies show up and talk but shit to the wrong person, yeah. and then they they wait for him to go out to the cabin and they fucking murder everybody. That and it's they the call, same fucking story. They call their buddies. Hey, man, there's a there's a group of tourists coming your way. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's the no, same you, fucking you, story. So I yeah, I mean that is the most logical that that makes the most sense and the diaries are going to be the best evidence i mean by far the only thing that you know if they were how long were they out there how many days uh the 28th is when they left they were only out there i think they were out there like four days uh well then that kind of so my one thing is that they were like they were losing their shit because maybe they got lost and so but in the diaries it would have said hey look we were lost and so they would have like Steadily, no, they, mentally gone downhill on the, in their diaries. You know what I mean? Well, they, so, they literally, <clears throat> the day before they, you know, before whatever, whenever they died, they, they did say that they had gone the wrong direction and had decided to turn back, camp, and then go back out the next day. And, but one day of being lost is not, does not make a panic for, ex especially yeah. Russians. Yeah out in the right. fucking wilderness like well so just like all of a was sudden it like, american was it americans that were hiking in russia or was it no russian they're all every like dude i just said bill and sally because it's easier to say than igor yuri lumadali great gregor well there is an alexander in there rushton nikolai Semyon, like they're, they're this and dude don't even get me started on the last names like some of these last names i'm like that's a lot of fucking consonants strung together buddy yeah. sounds like something i would do to myself in one of my episodes yeah i know no, but man. like so in, in the in the movie they must have changed it up to and made them american students because in oh, the I'm synopsis sorry. of the movie it says american students were hiking in a russian you know so no these are I, not I, that's Americans. why excuse me they're, no, right. dude, they went to college in the Ural Polytechnic Institute. And 
literally like dude they have all their russian names listed here and there's a lot to like it dude it's like almost a sentence in russian (laughs) so but but the other thing is like all right so so here, here here's the shit this is why they end up on the history channel fucking bane of my existence so another group of hikers about 50 about 31 miles south of where this incident happened saw strange orange spheres in the sky um and during but here's the bit said they saw these strange orange spheres in the sky from february to march of 1959 so of course all these ancient alien theorists and all those motherfuckers are like it's aliens aliens <laughs> dude again <laughs> like it boils yeah. down to the question of like why like why like why? why what did they see something if they saw something dude they're not just it's just it tried yeah, I get it. you don't have, you don't even have to argue that yeah. <laughs> for once, I agree with you. Like, it, there's no way it's aliens. There, there's no reason for that to be aliens. Like, but the, what, what? You know. They seem to jump on board with, like, all, like the suicide forest in Japan. This story, they have a really good way of telling this, like, really intricate, like, fuck, man, there's no way that it's any of this stuff. But then they leave out the shit about what the most likely answer really is. It's like Occam's razor, man. Like yeah, it, right. it's the most plausible answer is probably the fucking answer. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. This sounds like it's wrong turn in Russia. Like, you know what I'm 100% wrong turn in Russia. Right. <laughs> That's my vote as well. For years, I'd heard this story, and it is always the same group of fucking people, man. It's the Yeti people, the fucking conspiracy theory people about Russia, and the alien people. Those are the only people that ever talk about this story. And it really probably has a lot more to do with the fact that it's a medical examiner trying to protect the lives of a couple hundred people who are well, just up in the woods man right and they've been there a long time and they, they don't want to think yeah so i, no, I agree I with that it seems like the, the 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 conspiracy theorist people the alien people they all they they look for a story that's unsolved and then they do what they do their imaginations run wild they do you know and they they get their claws into it and then they start coming up with these theories and that's more interesting than the truth and so that's what everybody hears the most about well yeah like i, I mean literally I, you turned me into a skeptic i fucking hate this i'm like yep well <laughs> but i've heard a lot of these like stories like especially since we started doing this like you hear a lot of these stories and you're like oh man that's fucking yeah dude that's fucking compelling like that's fucking interesting and then you're right. like well well but wait like what about all this other evidence that you're just completely neglecting? And they do yeah. that all the fucking time. Like, uh, there's there's a story that we've actually had as a suggestion. It's going to be my next story where um, 
you know, I'd heard it. It's like one of those unsolved mystery kind of things. But there's so many things about the story that you don't hear about. And it's so that they can keep pushing this fucking, you know, who done it kind of like it was aliens or it was this, it was demons, you know, and it's just like, right. tell us the whole fucking story. And 95% of the people out there are going to be like, Oh, well it's this, like, what are we doing? Yeah, of right. Wait, what, what's the story that, or maybe you don't want to give it away. What's, what's the one you said you were going to do? I know I will, you will see it when I do it. It's, it's okay, a suggestion okay, episode. <laughs> it's a suggestion. Right, cool. I didn't know. Cause you didn't say it. You were like, Oh, this, it also reminds me of, and I was like, what the fuck does it remind you of? Well, the point of me not telling that is because that way not everybody will sit there and research the episode before I get there, and I can just tell Mark. the story. But Mark. to me, like, I brought this story for a few reasons, okay? I brought this story because when you sit down and you watch – Dude, I watch like I've admittedly I say I watch Ancient Aliens. I watch some of these shows on the History Channel. I watch right. a lot of these like weirdo like little documentaries here and there. Well, I used to. I don't watch as much as I used to. Um, <laughs> but you have to take into account who's telling the story and why they're telling the story. And yeah. all of these guys who are telling these stories have an agenda most of the time like i have an agenda my agenda though is i'd never heard about all of this other evidence that went into my theory about the mancy people and other people have come out and said hey we think it's this tribe but you know it is the medical examiner and search party's opinion that holds the most weight and is the reason that those stories have been kind of pushed into the background. Right. right. Well, and, well, the doctor said that it couldn't be or the whatever. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Right, right. So to me, it's... Well, I, and, you, you know, know, I obviously can't say 100%, 1,000%, whatever, that it, it was the Mansi people. I wasn't there. I don't know. It is the most logical thing to me. It is what makes the most sense to me. And, yeah, and I, I agree. You know, especially considering if, if you really boil it down, like these, like had they brought in somebody from Moscow, or from a different area to do the research right. and the searching and you know the forensic pathology okay maybe we have have a story here but when the right. there's one group who's local to the area is controlling the narrative that changes yeah. the game yeah those are my ancestors up there those are my whatever yeah yeah and they're protecting them and, and truthfully like I mean, I think that's kind of cool. Like, so if those people are up there minding their own business and here come these college kids and they, you know, I, I would hope that, you know, they didn't just attack them. I, I would hope that it was like a, hey, look, they're, they're intruding in our way of living and whatever. And anyway, so I, got, I get why they would want to protect the, the locals. You know what I mean? Like, so I get that. Right. Um, and hopefully, you know, that the Mansies weren't just, like, horrible people that were, like, sweet, you know? Like, in, 
easy prey. Let's just take them out. And then they got away with it. You know what I mean? Hopefully they were, it was not that, that, no, I'm black just, black. I mean, I kind of feel like in, in this kind of situation, if the medical examiner and the local law enforcement or whatever covered this up, which is what I really kind of think happened. Um, yeah. They probably went to the tribe and were like, you see those two dudes? We're, yeah. Come on, come on, guys. <laughs> you know. Um, but, I mean, it, it, yeah. it should be said that uh, uh, one of the, the guys, so Levy Iganov's boss, his name is Yageniv Oskavis, which that's basically like a long way of me saying the deputy head of the investigative department um, <laughs> and the prosecutor in that area uh, was still alive in 2015, and he had given an interview to the former prosecutor of a whole bunch of words um, in which Alskalev said, stated that he was arranged he was arranging another trip to the past to fully investigate the strange deaths of the last four bodies when the deputy prosecutor general Uklav arrived from Moscow and ordered the case shut down. Hmm. So to me, that's like, dude, stop picking. Stop, at digging. The, stop digging. Like, yeah. I, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, all right, man, it, the, we got one medical examiner that's not willing to put a fucking name on it. We got a group of people in the wrong area of fucking town, like one yeah. group of kids in the wrong area of fucking town. It's just, don't go, it's, don't go hiking anymore. Dude, yeah. it's just simpler for me and my brain to understand that it's people in the wrong place at the wrong time with an altercation yeah. with the locals and the guy who was in charge of the narrative said, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to be responsible for the deaths and of all these families and children when hell come to pay. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it sounds, sounds like it, more than likely I want to, I want to like have sympathy for any time that there's like any sort of indigenous tribe or like the local, out in, in their natural habitat and then society or whatever comes into their world and, you know, damages it. I'm always on their side where truthfully they were probably like straight up, like sweet, easy targets. There's some, you know, who knows, but they didn't, it's not like they ate them. You know what I mean? So it's not like this cannibalistic tribe. So what would be the purpose of killing them? I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Other than, Hey, look, you pissed us off. You know yeah, because I mean? well, you're on our, you're our, you're in our fucking backyard, man. You're traipsing around in our shit. Get the hell out of here! Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that to me is the, the, the what happened. They could have been, been tracking their dinner for the winter. You know, yeah, right. and these they, fucking college kids come and scare everything away. Right. Exactly. Like, dude, I've been out in this fucking snow for two fucking weeks looking for this herd of reindeer i'm gonna fucking kill you because you just x y and z like now we don't eat now we don't eat yeah that's right all right well hey man you've done it again in my opinion case case closed dude you solved another one <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure that one's I, aliens pretty sure that one's aliens 
definitely Yeti. No, Yeti. Yeti, Yeti for sure. Yeti. That's funny. At the beginning of the story, you, you were like, so Yeti and aliens. And I was like, oh, whoa, how are you going to, you know, cool. It's another alien story or one of these, you know, conspiracy theories. But when you kind of told it, I was like, nah, this seems pretty cut and dry, especially after you told me about the, the, the Mansies. I was like, there's no way aliens and how do you even bring them into it? So, again, the, the, the crazies are, you know, getting their hands in the, well, for years, I mean, I'd never heard of the Mansi. Right. For years, I'd only heard it had to be a compelling natural force. Now I want to see the movie because I wonder which what, what do they what do they how do they play it off what, in the movie? I wonder if they which route do they choose? Which theory? I mean, the one thing I will tell you about going going into that film is from just the premise of it. You said that they made them Americans in Russia. Yeah. Yes, um, clearly. It's probably going to be an alien movie. I mean, straight up. That, that's the most, uh, you know, like you said earlier, Hollywood. It's not really Hollywood, but it, it's probably the most fictional, uh, entertaining film uh, idea. Nobody's made, but truthfully, know- wrong, wrong Turn in Russia would be by far uh, a, a much better film. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know it's not a Yeti movie. Uh, it, no, nobody's, ain't nobody making Yeti movies, dude. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, Harry no, Henderson's was the last Bigfoot movie. Yeah, except you're right. On YouTube. Except on YouTube. They, they well, produce the right. fuck out of some, some Bigfoot movies on YouTube these days. So Yeah, right, right. But I don't think they've made a legit horror film that's Bigfoot premise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not that I've ever heard. Not that I've Not ever that heard. Ever. I'm sure it's out there and I'm sure it's indie and I'm sure it's horrible, but very entertaining probably. Oh yeah. All I'm right. Sure. Damn big Mansies. <laughs> this makes sense. That's just what it is. That's a good story. That was a great episode because I had no idea what you were doing. So I I always like that when it's something totally surprising that I've never heard of. Yeah. That's a cool story. And well, and I like I like unsolved crimes and unsolved stories, but this one's kind of solved in my mind. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Well, this one had always been a question mark story in my head. Like I never, like I was always hard, kind of hard for me to get my brain around, like how, you know, the story actually existed and like, how did we not have an answer? And like, there was a lot of pieces that didn't really fit together, but nobody had ever told me about the, the tribe of people. Man. Yeah, it changes changes the game, changes the story. Good new piece of evidence. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess so you're gonna you're gonna do another. Uh, I'm doing uh, a suggestion. I'm doing a suggestion. Well, right, but it, it's a, another kind of conspiracy theory or, or unsolved. It's an you're unsolved. Get into it. It's an unsolved. Okay, right. We may solve. Right. I don't think we that we're gonna solve. solve it. Like, okay, let's let's just go ahead and say this, like, just to get it out there. <laughs> Um, I saw somebody like like have their podcast and they're like, "What are you doing to bring the your suspect to justice?" I'm like, "No, nah, dude, I no ain't doing any of that. I ain't doing. I ain't knocking on doors. I ain't going to nobody's houses. I ain't solving any fucking crimes. I ain't doing any fucking legwork. I'm giving you my opinion. I'm telling you a story and I'm giving you my opinion. Those are the only That's two things it. I'm responsible for. Storyteller. That's it." But I will say we've cracked like every case that we've done. 
<laughs> yes, right. Every one of them. Oh shit. Yeah, that's right, man. Cool. Well, I look forward to another one. Hopefully, it's another story I haven't heard of. So this is cool, man. All right. Well, tune in next week. Lancey. Tune in Lancey. next week. Yeah. I like it, man. All right, brother. Good shit, man. All right, man. All right. Later. Later. Later.